Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Amplot for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. This is Four Center. As always, I am joined by Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Joseph, how are you? I am ready to probe a shield. <laughs> I haven't said that in a while, and I just wanted to. I was just in a probe shield, shield probing mood. It is. Yeah, yeah. You seem to be in a shield probing mood, man. You're like got a little Admiral Raddus vibe to you today, and that's great. A little gruff. Just need to do what I need to do and yeah. keep moving. I finally reached that point with the Rogue One Blu-ray that I just put in the final battle. Nice. Which is a good part to be in as a Star Wars fan. We're like, I'm just going to watch this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the third act. Just the third act. Mattis <laughs> was there. Yeah. Jennifer Landa. I am happy to be here chatting Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. 
That's Doing absolutely good. St- uh, Sagrera impersonations. <laughs> we might get to that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. A Sagrera impression? Maybe. I finally saw the Sagrera action figure <gasps> oh, at a Toys yeah. R Us. He only comes in a pack with a bunch of other action figures, so I, I pass by for now, but I really want him. He lo- The action figure itself looks confused that it exists. <laughs> he looks Perfect. like, why did you make me? He looks alarmed to be an action figure. It's pretty great. That's I awesome. I love it. I got to see that. <laughs> That's awesome. Guys, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to going, going on here in the world of Force Center. We're so happy with the support we receive from fans on our new adventure on Patreon and, and other things that are launching. And, Joseph, we reached our first goal on Patreon, so that means we, we got to release to the world. A merch store. Oh. You can probe the shield of our <laughs> merch store. Yeah, it was our first goal on Patreon. We passed it, uh, like, I think the first day or the second day of our Patreon, and we finally got that all up and loaded uh, and people are already uh, buying stuff. Shirts and mugs are flying off the internet. Yay. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you guys can find that at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. That's simple and great. Yeah. We'll always have the link up there. We'll see it out there from time to time. And uh, we were so happy that you guys are taking to it so you can help us represent Force Center at large in the world. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can just walk around and have people go, what's that with your T-shirt? <laughs> or you can walk around in public with a mug and say, what's that with your mug? <laughs> around the office. Around yeah. the work. Yeah. Hashtag prick Alist. What does that mean? <laughs> prick Alist? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Prequel People yeah. love that I one. thought you it's said great. prick Ellis. And given that we have a person in our lives named Ellis, I was like, what are you saying, Ken? <laughs> That's possible. Uh, oh. That's great. Yeah, that's great. We love you. Again, the support has been wonderful, and uh, we appreciate it very, very much. Uh, consider going to the Patreon page, but more of that at the end of the show. Other things going on, Joseph, with you. You've got a busy Star Wars time of late. Yeah, I've been having some Star Wars adventures. Uh, John Bishop on making Star Wars. He he mm-hmm. completed his adventures through the Force Center gang. Right, right. Yeah, thank you, John. <laughs> Yeah, so he did articles with all of us that we've plugged before, and he did one with me uh, mostly about uh, enjoying the prequels. And yeah. I think he did a great job putting together all of the thoughts so they're nice and linear and they flow. And I think uh, yeah. uh, I think they're, they're, he represents well how we talk about the prequels here on Force Center, not just it like, is. they're good, they're bad, but mm. yeah, I enjoy them, and here's why. Here's Join me. Or not. That's the big Darth Vader line. I join me or don't. Whatever. It's up to you. But I like them. I do feel for you a little bit, Joseph, because I think this is pos- pa- partially my fault. It's not just with the, with uh, John and the guys that are making Star Wars, but like uh, I am quick to point out that you are the original prequelist, and I think that that reputation precedes you. And oh, now, well, thank you. that's not that you are unhappy with that, but it's like one of the only things you're known about, and you're so much more as a Star Wars. Fan. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, the yeah great Star it was Wars nice. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a ton of fun to do that article. And then, uh, speaking of other things, I was a guest this past weekend on Screen Junkies and Jenny Nicholson's Millennial Falcon show. Ah, oh, mm. fun! And it was great fun. It is a very unique Star Wars show because she does. Uh, she she had me on to talk some like big Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But then it's mostly fun and mostly uh, comedy silliness. So it's a nice right. mix of the kind of things that I like to do. Love it. Right. And I think that's, uh, like you said, it's, it's a different take on a Star Wars show that I think uh, I think needs to happen. It's it's a different v- view. And that that I get asked a lot about that, actually, about, about that show. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just made my former, former affiliation with Screen Junkies, and I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, the behind-the-scenes thing, did you see that one yet? I have not watched uh, the behind-the-scenes uh, one. They, they had the, the guests, the two guys that did the behind-the-scenes for Force Awakens and and, and, our, and doing it for Last Jedi, the oh, video, nice. video crews. Uh, and they did a very awesome uh, behind-the-scenes 
scenes of that episode of Millennial Falcon. <laughs> and JT and my friend Ryan Elliott, the camera guy, are featured in it greatly. So I'm looking forward to seeing you on the show. Yeah. That'll be good. It's a ton of fun. It's like being in a little Star Wars living room with Jenny. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that set. It yeah. is so cool looking. With yeah, it's Wampa. very successful. It doesn't really feel like a set. It just feels like, oh, Jenny is a charming person. She's going to ask you whatever strange Star Wars questions she would like because you're in her living room. Right, right. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can get out. And it's nice. It. Yeah. She's which is so that funny. set is, I know where that set is. And even when I watch it, I forget that yeah. it's just the other side of the movie. <laughs> fight set. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Jennifer, uh, you know, I myself have been Star Wars boring as of late. Really? I haven't had a lot. I, I missed a couple episodes of Jedi Council. Um, I'm not playing Battlefront 2 samples anywhere at E3. <laughs> I'm pretty bored. I'm pretty bored. And I'm studying up for Game of Thrones. I'm oh. behind on the Star Wars comics. Uh, not with Screaming Citadel. I wish I was behind on that. Um, so I don't know. You got any other adventures, Jenny? You know, I I have something that I have a lot of harebrained ideas. I'm like feel like I'm I Love Lucy sometimes. I have an idea, Ricky. Uh, so I have one percolating right now right. Th- uh, that would maybe translate f- uh, here for Center and also my YouTube channel. I haven't even Ooh. shared this with you guys yet. Oh wow, this is, this is great. <laughs> I came up with something today, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. We'll talk it over. This is uh, so mysterious. I know. We'll talk it over. But Let's I, just stop the recording and talk about it right now. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see if I can make it happen. My All daughter's right. going to be uh, doing having a, I'm going to have a little extra child care, so that will help my ah, cause. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, we'll Childcare. see. Did you, is this your way of telling us that Ken and I are going to babysit your daughter now? <laughs> Surprise! Yeah! Your Star Wars uncles are here to teach you about the Clone Wars. Tom <laughs> Krell was an alien in the Clone Wars. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Programming note, too. Also, next week, we will have on Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained. He um, is a, a very, runs a very nice YouTube channel that, quite frankly, I use to study for Star Wars Trivia Contest. Um, he's really great at what he does. He's from uh, Atlanta, so he's out here in L.A., and uh, he'll be on the show, so you guys can look forward to that. I know some people have been asking about that. Um, so, uh, on that note, and today, we're going to be talking about the Star Wars Special Editions, believe it or not, 20 years ago Mm. this year the star wars special editions see it again for the first time hit theaters and that is interesting and that's why we're going to talk about it after the news because uh joseph that was that was the first star wars for a lot of people yeah it's a big deal and the fact that it's now 20 years is another big deal absolutely yeah getting overshadowed by the 40th of the original yeah (laughs) understandably so i mean (laughs) that is it that is it and we'll talk more about that in a bit but that is what's coming up but but we do have some news but 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 we have some news and jennifer (laughs) as always is here to help us go through it yes we do have some news like (laughs) i don't even know if i like honestly that's it I just thought his name was Bukalet. I thought yeah. it was like a curse word when he said it. <laughs> yeah, because I think yeah. he leans, I, I might have made this up in my own mind, but I think he leans on the gullet. Yeah. Which makes it sound like a swear word. Because it's like, yeah. God damn it. Yes. Borgullet. Yeah. Yeah. So we now know his name is Borgullet. Yeah. Uh, and Amy Ratcliffe of StarWars.com shared a few things you might have not have known about that Rogue One creature. 
like Borgolet, was a mix of practical and CG effects, which I thought I did not realize. Uh, Neil Scanlon's team actually <laughs> built the creature as an animatronic, and they had Ugh. wanted to do it totally uh, practically, uh, but then they needed some movement, so ILM's animation team added that movement to the body and added some more extensive tentacles. Mm. The Rogue One team also decided on that octopod look for the creature because they liked the idea of the tentacles going around people's heads and necks to get that information. Uh, the weird sounds <laughs> that the creature made comes from belu- a beluga whale, orca, a dolphin, and walrus <laughs> recordings, as well as suction cups on a yoga mat to create his uh, squishy squid <sighs> movements. I mean... So beautiful. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, especially because I didn't hear... <laughs> That much from the Borg gullet. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> the like, music, I guess, overpowered <laughs> yeah. all of the squishiness. I was so pumped about that yoga mat thing because the Borg gullet is squishy and gross and looking for the truth, and that is so what yoga is. Yeah. Hot yoga. Yeah. It's hot you. yoga. It's a hot yoga monster. A squishiness Squishy, on the gross yoga mat. Truth. That's that's it. That's great. Yeah. So I guess my thing is that I that I thought it was interesting is some people actually hate this character. Where do you guys fall on the love hate spectrum? More bore, more bore, more bore. Wanted to see more of them. Yeah, yeah. I just can. I'm probably a negative person. I, uh, <laughs> no, uh, you're not negative. I, no, I try not to be. It's like I shut up about things. Uh, I shut up about this and Gal Gadot. Um, I'll tell you. Um, I uh, don't like this character too much. Really? I think it's so out of place. Mm. I here, here's. I like the character. Mm-hmm. Don't. I wish it was in. Like Jabba's Palace. Here's the thing. Mm. Uh, first, I'm just going to ignore whatever you said about Gal Gadot, because that's not this <laughs> podcast. But let's do another podcast <laughs> and work that out. Uh, oh, I'll start my Wonder Woman counseling podcast. Uh, but I, hear, I think the Borgullet is a great idea that was let down by the movie. Mm. Because I think that we need Rogue One. I know is grittier and darker and more grounded, but you still need some weird Star Wars things. And he's one of the only like brand new, just weird creature mm-hmm. um and i do think it's really weird that he didn't come back or that you didn't understand saw's relationship with him because saw implies that maybe he's been using him and that's why right. a little bit why uh. saw's a little off but why would saw need to get his own truth or is like is Bar- borgallet like a narcotic like yeah. you can get hooked on him and he's using his own i think thing I, yeah, yeah 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 that's a good he's point. getting borgallet high i think he i think he was yeah so i think it's intriguing <laughs> but i just don't think it's followed up on i think in truth that's probably where i come down the line it just it like the Rathars. Yeah. Kind of out of place. Not out of place in Star Wars. Yeah. Just in the flow of the movie form. Mm. Mm. Now again, in the in the book, uh, <laughs> in the book, it was it was played out a little better. Yeah. Because you could really see why they used it and what it did to Bodhi. Yeah, you and got maybe, to see Bodhi's journey. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and initially they were actually created the character to get inside Jin Urso's head. Yeah. Mm. That could have been cool. I do yeah. agree, though. As far as characters I don't like, new characters, mm-hmm. uh, Rathar, number one. Mm-hmm. Borkolet is all right with me. I don't mind it. But it, I can see what your point about him being a little out of place. This world is full of tentacle haters. That's the problem. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. <laughs> a lot to. of tentacle haters. We're going to talk agree about that tentacle hating de- later on. Their designs are both a little, a little challenging. I will say that. Yeah. That yeah. would be my negativity. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about something positive. Yay. Like young Lando Calrissian, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. actor Donald Glover, who gave a really thought-provoking interview with Deadline last week. Uh, it, it, it Really, he's a deep guy. I like him so much mm-hmm. 
after reading that article. He talked about everything from his hit show Atlanta to uh, the bubbles that we mm-hmm. all now live in, thanks right. to social media. Oof, deep yeah. stuff there. Um, he also talked about how portraying the iconic character of Lando is one of his favorite experiences ever. Quote, for working under like a huge conglomerate has actually been quite an enjoyable artistic thing. I get to play him in a way that I think is honest and true and cool, end quote. He also talked about the pressure of embodying such a beloved character, especially since he grew up on Star Wars himself. Quote, I feel like people like him because he has a lot of style, but also he's a complicated character in this world. I think even Han isn't as complicated as Lando is. From the first time you meet him, you don't know whether to trust him or not, and you're constantly not knowing whether to trust him. I like that about him. Mm-hmm. So what I found most interesting about this was it sounds like what we've heard with Ryan Johnson and now with Donald Glover, Disney and Lucasfilm are giving these uh, creators a lot of artistic freedom, a lot of creative freedom. Yeah, I think so. And I think that I think that this is going to be. I mean, I don't know how much he's going to be in the film, but as far as his portrayal, I think he's going to bring a depth to that character that mm-hmm. is going to be exciting. Yeah. This article got me really excited because yeah. I was afraid that he was maybe going to waltz through and like do the best of Lando hits in the fact they're really focusing on the artistic perspective and he's complicated. It is a question of exactly who is Lando and what does he want? We know he ultimately kind of sides with Han and says, the Empire is bad. I need to step up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why do, Why is he a scoundrel? Right. What does he really want? That's great. Yeah, absolutely. This gives me a lot of faith that even if it's tiny, and I still think it won't be as big as we want it to be, mm-hmm. that it will make us uh, want Donald Glover as Lando more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he could factor, not necessarily a Lando standalone movie, but that if the Han Solo movie conti- uh, trilogy it all continues, that he'll be doing it. I, this is a, a casting I wanted uh, for a while just because this is a super talented person who loves Star Wars and it just seemed like it made sense. And I think I think he, he looks like Billy D. Um, definitely, I think even more than Alden Ehrenreich looks like Harrison Ford. Yeah. And not that, mm-hmm. that you know, Ehrenreich's going for the tone versus look. And I think that's good. But I, I, I'm very excited excited to see what he brings to this. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Going to be great. I'm looking at his face right now, and I'm like, that's Lando. <laughs> yeah. That's and Lando. His latest Childish Gambino song, I really like. Uh, so maybe there could be a musical number. Oh, <laughs> Lando imagine. sings. I would, of all Star Wars characters, straight up singing. I could see Lando singing. I could see Lando having a few and saying, let me take the mic. Oh, can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. That. I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about... Colin, <laughs> I was going to say Trevorrow. Trevorrow. I, I think both are right. I think you I, don't have confidence. I will. Have confidence, Jennifer. I think it's a choose your own adventure. Yes, it is. Trevorrow recently sat down with Cinema Blend to talk about his latest film, The Book of Henry, starring mm-hmm. Naomi Watson, Jacob Tremley. But of course, the conversation always drifts to Star Wars. <laughs> and he is directing and writing episode nine. So he shared um, how he plans on handling Carrie Fisher's passing for the story in episode nine. And he said, quote, I feel like our options are limited mostly by ourselves in that there is only certain things that we are willing to do, but I can guarantee it will be handled with love and respect and all of the soul that Carrie Fisher deserves, end quote. So I think that this is going to be a question that's going to be brought up yeah. until they either make an announcement like here is a new Leia <laughs> or I don't know what. But <laughs> yeah, I think they're maybe waiting until episode eight is released mm-hmm. and then maybe they'll confirm or deny if they're doing any recasting or I mean, I, I think they have I know they've clearly said no to CGI. Right. I don't right. know if they've clearly said no to 
stunt double from the back or unused footage to just do like a tiny, tiny bit of narrative. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only thing that's left on the table. Because yeah. uh, Todd Fisher was one who was like, she's a nine with footage, right? And then yeah. they kind of yeah. denied that, but it was, it's, uh, it's cagey denials. Yeah. There's, there's gray area in those answers, I think. Yeah. And it yeah. seems like maybe he just misspoke, but maybe there yeah. is a like, you know, yeah. we're going to shoot something from far away and it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's one of one of life's great mysteries right now that yeah. uh, that we don't want answered in a weird way because it's uh, the situation around it. But I, so Joseph, you you, I still go to what you say. I quote it often now. Oh, uh, thank and you. Give you credit nine out of ten times um, <laughs> at the cool parties. I take credit. Uh, no, that, uh, that yeah, that that if it's true to the character, then you need to recast. Mm. Yeah, you know. I don't think they're going to recast. But and yeah. and I, I that's what I want. I I want to be real sensitive because I know it is. Uh, you know, it's not like who's better, Boba Fett. Or Django Fett, it's something where people have yeah. a lot of strong opinions. My personal opinion is I do think it's more mm-hmm. respectful to the character to let that character shine uh, with some recasting. Right. But if not, my newest hope, because I was thinking about this, is that they can at least rewrite the story so that uh, Leia's, like maybe it's Leia's plan mm. that mm. everybody is doing. Yeah. You know, you know, um, to, oh, if, okay. like, I like that. The, if she came up with a plan to take out, take down the First Order once and for all. Yeah. You know, and it's Poe and Finn and Ray executing Leia's plan. Like, maybe there can be more ways to pay tribute to her than. So instead of like a Kobayashi Maru type training scenario, it's the General Leia yeah. Plan B or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a nice homage. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that he said that their options are limited mostly by themselves because this mm. is their friend. She yeah. was a part of the Star Wars family, and that would be really, I think, difficult to see somebody else portray Leia, perhaps. Yeah, yeah It might be absolutely. a little bit too soon, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Star Wars Land. Yay. The hype is strong with Star Wars Land. <laughs> and if you're planning on attending D23 Expo, there will be an entire pavilion dedicated to the Star Wars themed lands that will be coming to Disneyland Park and Disney's Hollywood Studios. You'll get an exclusive look at the locations, starships, creatures, and droids that will populate this remote village on the Outer Rim and experience the world premiere of a detailed model showcasing the immersive 14-acre lands coming to Disney Parks in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also going to be a special D23 presentation on Saturday, July 15th, so maybe they might reveal something else Mm. there. I mean, this is my question, though. Mm. and We know that there might be some things that are canon in this new land. Are they going to do any tie-ins, like with books or comics related to these new characters? Are they just going to keep it all separate? I, I would hope separate. Uh, I know it's canon. It's a canon land in the outer rim, all that kind of stuff. But I don't. It's a new place, right? It Mm -hmm. is, yeah, completely Mm -hmm. new. um, Which I, I, you know, is is. I one one hand kind of funny yeah. that we've reached that point where they yeah. need to clarify, um, and then uh, the, I, I hope it's just that. I hope it's just I don't have to worry about. Oh, did I am I caught up on my Marvel <laughs> before right. I head up into the job? and not that it would be that detailed or that important, but you know what I mean. Where they just. All right, call it canon, but it's this little crazy thing in Anaheim that I get to go to. Yeah, they quiz you in line to make sure you know enough about Star Wars to appreciate the ride. That would suck. Do you know what Sentinel droids are? Yeah. I think it's going to become retroactively uh, permeate other canon because I think after, Mm. if it's really popular and successful, and why wouldn't it be? 
like two years after, I think they'll maybe be like action figures or this character that everybody knows from Star Wars land will suddenly mm. appear in the background of a movie. Yeah, that's it. Oh, wow. I like that. I didn't think of it that way. Because yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happened with the original Star Tours, right? They eventually put yeah. out some action figures of Captain Rex and things like that. Yeah, right. you're right. Oh you're right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, all I know is the, what is it, the Avatar land? I don't know what it's officially called. Yeah. That, the wait lines. Blue Town. Four <laughs> 400 minutes for one yeah. of the experiences. No. Star Wars Land is going to be insane. They have to know that, right? I mean, they, I think the, it, I think yeah. the line entertainment has to be so good that by the time you get to the ride, you'll be like, I don't need to go on the ride. The line was so entertaining. It needs to be. Because yeah. it's the, the, the Falcon ride it's, itself. And we got a Star Wars rank coming up soon with our friend Mark Donick from Jedi Alliance, who's a Disney, yeah. Disney pert, Ooh. an expert at Disney. <laughs> and uh, he'll explain it more than I can. But it's like those the, the ride turnover is estimated to be longer than normal rides. Oh, and so wow. that itself is creating the log jam and will create the log jam. So, yeah, you're right, Joseph. Like, I better experience an entire movie in line. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, go through it. Because uh, Star Tours is pretty good. I, even the long lines, once you get inside... I'm I'm lost. I'm immersed in the world, and it's cool. Yeah, right. I love that Star Tours yeah. line. I, I enjoyed the line for the Indiana Jones ride more than I enjoyed the ride itself. Oh yeah, yeah. Pulling those oh, ropes. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big nice. I'm a big rope puller. I scare the people around me pulling those two ropes. Not <laughs> <I> <laughs> those rope pullers, and I like reading I newspapers. That's yeah. that's the kind of <laughs> theme park guy I am. Oh. Give me some newspapers. Yeah, I want to be able to buy death sticks. That's the only thing I really want. Oh, oh that'd gosh. be great. Can you yeah. imagine? And oh, that God. whatever that restaurant is going to be. I think in the uh, concept art they had it like a giant fish tank. With with some sort of like mermaid type character. Actually, now that you think about it, Joseph, I want to apply to be a cast member who plays Elon Bagana. <laughs> yes, please. Oh my gosh, I totally. You guys, I want to go back to Disneyland and I will, work there. I will leave my job at Collider to go. <laughs> yeah, you want to buy some Nesticks? Oh Sorry, guys, we need to cancel for a center. We all character. gotta go work at Disney. That'd be awesome. Uh, awesome. Maybe that's the only way I'm gonna be able to get in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the big news from this week was a Star Wars Battlefront Two presentation at E3. It seems like EA really listened to the criticism that fans had uh, mm-hmm. of the original game because the Battlefront sequel spans all eras of yeah. the movie trilogy, mm-hmm. introduces multiplayer character classes, and debuts an extended single-player story campaign where you will play as an elite Imperial officer. One of the coolest-looking maps, speaking of prequelists, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, was Theed, the capital mm-hmm. uh, city of Naboo from the prequels. The visuals that they showed um, at E3 were really incredibly detailed. I mean, these beautiful waterfalls, and then you saw the, the royal palace, um, of course, the Roger Rapp- Roger. Uh, <laughs> but in the distance. In the yeah. distance. Uh, oh, and some other cool things about this game is you'll be able to play as new hero characters like Yoda, Darth Maul, Kylo Ren, and Rey. Star Wars Battlefront 2 will be released on November 17th, 2017. On a scale of 1 to 10, Ken, how excited are you for this game? Full 10. Full, Full 10. 10? Full yeah. 10. Yes. Give me an 11. Oh, wow. Let's go to 11. <laughs> uh, the footage... I'm playing it with no audio behind just to watch it again. It looks stunning. And, and the first stuff was great, too. I mean, Battlefront, you know, say what you will about the gameplay. It still looks amazing. Jakku is one of my favorite things to run around. Endor, sometimes I just get lost staring at the trees. You know, then I get, yeah. then I get killed. Um, so excited. Uh, without a doubt, I've talked about how the original Battlefront 2 contained a lot of the prequel stuff. I love Mustafar, etc. There was a Theed uh, level, mm. and this looks so similar to it that it... it I'm totally excited. I want to be a battle droid. Yeah. yeah. Roger, Roger. Crazy? Yeah. Roger, Roger. <laughs> I think I thought that was fascinating that uh, the trailer 
is almost all feed with just yes. little hints of yes. the actual narrative and other things. Do uh, you think they listen to Force Center? I think they do. <laughs> I think they listen to them all. I think th- I think they listen to all the Star Wars podcasts at the same time, so they just hear keywords pop up like Yoda, Maul, Seal Bibble. What? Um, very Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah, so I think that it that's a sign. That's an interesting sign to me. Not only that Lucasfilm is really friendly to the prequels in certain mediums, but maybe still a little uh, blaster shy uh, in other ways, but I wonder if that speaks to the prequels still being very popular with people who grew up with them Mm -hmm. who are now absolutely prime video game age. Mm -hmm. Because people who are like original trilogy and really hate uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the prequels, uh, they don't have as much video game time necessarily if they're family people and that kind of thing. You can say it, Joseph. Because they old. Because they, they old. <laughs> Hashtag the old. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're so right. And I'm seeing on a separate topic, I'm seeing a huge shift with people really feeling like confident. I am a prequelist. Yeah. They're not using your, your catchphrase. Uh, but Ken came up with a catchphrase. Yeah, but they, oh, should, should, pay, they should pay all of us. <laughs> they should pay you guys <laughs> I give Ken credit nine out of ten times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but people Seems really are. Like, yeah. they're being proud to say, yeah, these. I love these movies. These are the movies I grew up on. And if you say mm-hmm. anything negative, I don't like you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to shoot you in, in feed. And I'm curious to see if, if people are being honest. Let's just say uh, some of the guys I work with at Collider who hate the prequels, uh, mm. proudly hate them. If they play the, this game with their open heart, like I did in 2005, will you start to go, oh, Mustafar is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it opens the door because cool. it, it all looks cool. Yeah. It all sounds cool. It yeah. is all now embedded into the Star Wars experience, yeah. which, you know, go ahead and don't like the prequels, but you can still like the prequel era Yeah, yeah. if you think yeah, the yeah. films aren't made well. Yeah. Excellent point. So, yes, Jennifer, 11 out of 10. Yeah, <laughs> I need to, f- Ken, Yeah, if I don't get my life together, yeah. get back in my whole video game, you know, setup, uh-huh. can, can I come over and play just oh, a little yeah. bit? Oh yeah! Let's, okay, let's have a game night. Oh, oh my gosh! I need yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, you guys oh, gotta glad. stream that, please. <laughs> oh no! On Twitch yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Jennifer, you'll be invited too. You'll okay, be yeah. we'll take turns. Yeah. Come on! Yeah. I want to play this game for sure. Absolutely. Ah, oh, so much good stuff happening in the world of Star Wars. It really yeah. is. Absolutely, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Battlefront Two with Alex too, because you got to play it over at E3. Um, so uh, that's the news of the world. Kind of quiet for mm-hmm. a while, which was interesting and good. That the yeah. little the, they took the foot off the gas pedal a little bit to Mm kind of let us catch up with some things that's good. But we want to get to our main topic today, which, as I said before, is the Star Wars Special Edition. For an entire generation, this is how you saw Star Wars. (laughs) Now, see it again for the first time. Perhaps one of my favorite moments in my life was seeing that trailer in the theater. Yeah. Because back then, you kind of heard, are they going to release some? Right? There wasn't 12 blogs reporting on it every hour. No (laughs) vlogs to explain. You know, we've spotted George Lucas in Italy. Yeah, like, no, right. no reaction videos to the <laughs> new trailer. Nothing. Right. Nothing. It just was one of those things that, are like, ah, oh, it's coming out. And then you saw it. Then you saw the trailer. And uh, I loved the first trailer because it was like, first you'll see Star Wars: A New Hope, and then a month later, Empire Strikes Back, and three weeks after that, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it was so exciting to see. And for us, the old guards and the old dogs, uh, it was like going hanging out with an old friend. Yeah. But for a lot of people, and Maud Garrett included, when we used to host Jedi Alliance, that was the first time she saw 
oh, Star Wars is with the special edition. So it spawned an entire generation of new fans, which is perhaps one of the reasons they did it. But Joseph, Jennifer, let's dive in on this 20th ant, uh, ant anniversary. <laughs> I was trying to be so smooth and I messed it up. 20th anniversary of the Star Wars special editions. Let's start simply with our experiences in the theater, seeing them for the first time and the buildup to it. Joseph, I'm curious about you out in cold Minnesota. Yeah, how yeah. How it reached you? Oh, it was cold, actually, because they it was January right. that the uh, first one released, and then they bumped them back from their original, from what they announced in that trailer that yes, you uh, yes. recited so perfectly. Uh, but I, I have visceral memories because, of course, I was thrilled, but it was also my first time experiencing them with other people, and maybe the first mm. time that the, sort of the dam was breaking. I was doing a lot of improv comedy, so I remember going with my improv comedy and my theater comedy friends, mm. sketch right. comedy friends, and everybody was like, ah, I like Star Wars. But then... Uh, People laughed at a moment in A New Hope, and I got viscerally angry. <laughs> and I learned a lot about myself. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I have to. This is great to share with people, but sharing with people means you're going to hear their yes. opinions and yes. you might disagree with them. Wow. Yeah. So, what, uh, what was the moment? Yeah. What was the moment? It what is when Vader says, uh, you know, I sense a present I haven't felt since, and then turns abruptly. Yeah. Oh. And I never really thought of it as turning abruptly because I'm just all in the, I'm so invested yeah. in the story of like, oh, he's, he's sensing Obi-Wan. Oh, what, what's that feel like for him? You know, we yeah. don't even have the prequels yeah. at that time to imagine what that is. Right. Uh, we just have like action figures that confirm on the back that Obi-Wan threw yeah. him into a, a lava pit. Uh, so I remember being annoyed with that. I also, my contact was not working. Oh, no. And I did not have enough money to fix it. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, it, this, is, this is just so young, dumb person. Like, uh, w- one of the contacts was just, like, swimming around in my eye. Oh, like, it was, oh, it was moving. Yes. It was moving. I was oh. like, this is so amazing. I just need to close one eye for a little while, and I'll keep watching. Because <laughs> if you close your eyes and blink... That yeah. context sometimes works its way back. It sometimes so right. it works yeah. its way back. But I was just like, yeah, this, this is natural. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love oh, it. Jennifer? I can relate. Yeah. I, I think that the camaraderie, the sense of community with my yeah. fellow fans was so exciting. I, right. Being able to experience that in the theaters was just like, oh, I've arrived. This is what it's all about. But there were some moments where I was like, oh. We, no, this is not. No, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Specifically, yeah. I mean, the biggest one for me was like, well, the Return of the Jedi uh, special edition changes that really. The song and the noises Jennifer made. <laughs> I just, I got really upset, and that was yeah. when I realized, oh, I'm really invested in this. Where I'm going to be one of those people. Oh, I remember when it was, you know, yeah. this and this and that. That yeah. was something that awoke in me. <laughs> did your Did your yeah. friends agree? Were you able to like go? Go oh, yeah. out and, and complain about it together. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, hundred really? percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. You and you're. I definitely consider you in the same generation, Jennifer. But I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you're you're a little younger than, than than me and Joseph. Just just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. Did you have? <laughs> did you have any friends who were seeing it for the first time or hadn't been into it? And maybe this is that they they grabbed them in. Like I went with my with my boyfriend at the time and mm-hmm. he was really into it and that was when I discovered that there were people that were uh, even more into it or I guess knew more about it than I did okay. and that was when I was like this is so cool yeah like getting to be because normally I at that time I was like the person that knew the most and I felt kind of isolated <laughs> most <laughs> yeah, people were like uh you're really into that Star Wars thing yeah yes so that was like that was really exciting being able to play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit uh, right in line 
with fellow fans. I was like, wow, I'm getting beat up on this, and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that was the first time they released that Trivial Pursuit, right? Yeah, it was was brand new. It had the card pack previewing, at least the one I have it. I have it at the Clutter offices, and... Um, I tried to study for that big Star Wars trivia thing, and I had uh, my friend read me the the, prequel, the prequel ones. It's uh. a preview pack. It was all based off of, like, rumors. And yeah. It's all true stuff. But so oh, wow. I remember it came out during that time yeah. where, where you saw the, the end of Jedi had the first glimpse of the prequel in a weird way mm. where you were seeing new stuff added and, and uh, Coruscant and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, that's oh, weird. yeah, right, right, right. Hmm. What was your experience? Did you yeah. have buddies to go with? Yeah, I did. I did. And 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 the reason I asked that question, Jennifer, is, is I think back uh, just even a year or two can change how a Star Wars generation is to me. Yeah. Um, a year or two means you saw it in the theater, New Hope. So a year or two means you didn't right. see Chill Jedi, and and so all my friends were of the saw Jedi first kind of generation. Okay. And we this for us was uh, both nostalgia to see it again in the theater and to see two of the movies for the first time in the theater. Right. Yeah. So right. Um, it was uh, it was exciting. We were over the top. Uh, I bought it's the first time in my life I bought just like a ma- I bought like twelve tickets and was like everybody come on in. <laughs> but I bought New Hope. I bought two sets for two showings that day. Because I thought, there's no way I'm going to see it less than 12 times in the theater. I'll yeah. start with two on the first day. And I remember about halfway through the first viewing, I was like, oh, I have to I have to watch this again today. Like, it was really weird. And not that I was bored. or they, I just yeah. was like, I, this is, I'm good. This is good. And mm. I had to sit there and watch the second version <laughs> again going, oh, I just get to the Death Star. Um, so it was a weird feeling. Were so, you angered by the changes? Not angered by the changes. Actually, I was like, at least I get to see the new stuff again. Okay. Mm. Um, and I weird. I, I'm being honest and how I felt. I was, yeah. So my excitement got drained really quick where it was just like, yeah, yeah, this is, this. Is, I love this stuff. Yeah. Star Wars, but mm. I'm okay. I could go home. Was it not, uh, was it just not as different of an experience on yeah. the big screen as you had expected that's it to actually, be? That's actually a good way to look at it. It was like uh, the, the, you know, and, and a few new surprises. It was just like, oh, there's bigs and the yeah. X- X-Wings look better. And there's that Jabba scene. And the Jabba scene, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Guys, remember that deleted scene? Let's all pretend that we really like this. (laughs) And it was one of the first times that I experienced that letdown Mm -hmm. from Star Wars where, like you said, you feel very protective. And I thought, I again, I thought I wanted to see that scene. For a long time, I've seen that clip of the old Scottish guy going, Han, my boy. And now I get Han, my bookie. And he steps on the tail. And and, and Boba Fett walks in all awkwardly and spotlight on him. And I was like, I didn't like that. But wasn't that awesome? So it was a weird experience where it was great joy, but it was the first time I was, okay, maybe it's better that this didn't happen. Yeah. And I'm being honest with it. Though in the end, I love the Empire one, and we can talk about that in, in, in more detail. But I love the Empire Special Edition. I think the changes are great. Yeah. Um, and the Jedi one. Mm-hmm. I, I, Jedi Rocks is upsetting, but uh, the Little Shop of Horror <laughs> Sarlacc Pit is is the my least favorite. Thing. Okay, oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right there with yeah. you. Uh, yeah, and well, I definitely want to get into at least in best favorite, but I just wanted to mention one other thing about the experience of seeing them because I haven't remembered this in a long time, that it was one of the first times of a lot of group discussion, and yeah. I remember more people being into it than I thought because I had my super geeky friends who could nerd out with me on details and knew the name of the Dianoga. Mm. But then a lot of other <laughs> people, like, I had no idea that this person would be into Star Wars, and I forgot that there was the break in between where the movies came out 
So I had a lot of good discussions about what will the changes be? What do we wow. want the changes to be? Right. And that was a kind of Star Wars pontification that you didn't yeah. get a lot then. Yeah. And now correct. we're just like, we saw Instagram of John Boyega's thumb and it looks slightly <laughs> bruised. Let's talk about it for, you know, which is great. Right. But it was a different social experience to go like, what, what are they going to yeah. do to Empire? Look what they did to A New Hope. What will they do there? Yeah, right. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I definitely right. think it's part of the reasons back. Well, let's talk about favorite parts, least favorite parts of, of all three of the movies. Uh, that's a, a fun discussion to have have uh i'll start again like i said with new hope like um a lot the the, the new x-wings and all that stuff uh, and and the change in the death star explosion was fine like i liked all that i like the the the, the tattooing sunset being more detailed when the sand the extra sand crawler footage all those yeah. little things the dobacks yeah. the dobacks uh, to a point like you know yeah it looks i don't say dated but even now you look like oh that's clearly an animation i liked all that the jabba thing definitely got me the big stuff I was like, I, I wished somehow we got the bigs on Tatooine, but I know that didn't make yeah. sense in the story. So overall, there's, from Star Wars A New Hope, uh, I was happy with everything except for the cantina. You? Yeah, the cantina is still my number one don't like. Yeah. And I think it's one of the most fussed with from, you know, Greedo shot first and now they shoot kind of at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just... It's, it's funny, I even forgot Greedo, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he's fussed with that now because yeah. he kind of heard the argument and then he went and refussed it again. Uh, but uh, uh, this argument has been had a million times. But I think I, it, that scene is so great, the way he flicks the wall to distract Greedo. Mm-hmm. And you lose a little bit of that, how he's, that he's so intentional about it. And I don't, yeah. you know, if you want to view it as a part of his moral arc, it works. Yeah. And otherwise, just like, you know, we had that whole long episode about life and death in Star Wars. And I feel like these are characters who accept when you point a gun at me and you're going to kill me, I feel little to no compulsion about killing you back. Yeah. Mm. Killing you back. Killing you back. About <laughs> killing you first. I'm going to kill you back, baby. Kill you back. Kill you back. <laughs> Listen for my hit song. I'm going to kill you back, baby. Uh, no, that, you know, that it's not a huge deal for a hero like Han in this galaxy. This yeah. galaxy has a slightly different morality about death, and I think that's a part of the story that's intriguing, and I don't need that change to make Han but, a hero for me. Mm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. that. Jennifer, with the New Hope specifically? I, I liked the New Hope uh, changes that they made. Uh, the, the same thing with Greedo. Although I mm-hmm. hated, as we talked about, the Jabba scene. Yes. I hated it. Yeah. It, did, it just, specifically the, the one from 97, the, that Jabba, yeah. he looks Wrong, yeah. like his no, the bridge of his nose is too high. Like just everything he got about some work it. Done. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He looks yeah. like he had some bad plastic he looks surgery. Like, he looks like he got pushed through a Play-Doh thing and got reshaped. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then when when uh, Han steps on his tail, he's like so <laughs> over the top, like <laughs> yeah. silly. You know. Yeah. Uh, they kind of fixed it a little bit with the with the Blu-ray. Kinda. I thought, kinda. Kinda. But I still don't like it. And yeah. Boba Fett, like you're saying, just awkwardly, it just was lame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I like the do-backs. They yeah. added the, the Ronto, right? Yep, the, yep. I liked that. That whole scene. I did not... I feel like the, the blueness on the background with mm-hmm. the do-backs, that kind of bothered me. Yep, okay. But overall, I like the kind of crispness and the vibrancy of the colors. Right. I thought that was beautiful. And some of the little... Did you like the things as to both you, like adding in extra stormtroopers mm. on the blockade runner and all that kind of stuff in the back. Did that float float past you okay there? Or I felt like there were moments that were literally narratively improved. Like I think the joke, just the science of a joke of Han chasing a bunch of stormtroopers mm-hmm. like a crazy person and rounding the corner and finding more. 
you, you, your joke is better when there are more stormtroopers there. Right, so right. I love that there are more stormtroopers there. Kind so like yeah. the ones where like there's a reason for it, I love. Yeah. The ones where George just is like kind of in his own beautiful weird world and like, nope, uh, more rocks. You yeah. know, that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. I like the more rocks. Was the more rocks the 97 or the Blu-ray with I R2? I have lost track, and that's part of uh, yeah. what is fascinating about this. Right. I know. That's why I was getting confused, but I actually like having the more rocks and having R2 kind of hiding behind this. I thought that it, it was a nice little addition. Oh, you're right. He's hiding. But the thing is, mm-hmm. is that like he's George's perfectionist, which I can relate, but there comes a point where it's like, okay, back back off. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do any more. And it also made me think like if we were to go back and get that original cut of Star Wars like we always talk about, it, would it really be satisfying? I don't know. I mm. like some of these changes. I do too. I think, yeah, I think that's part of it is we've gotten used to some of them. And mm-hmm. like uh, talking about Empire, yeah, uh, I my favorite thing in all of the changes is the wampa scene oh okay yeah great that's my favorite thing uh because it it adds to the story the wampa looks great yeah i love seeing him chewing down on that uh, right uh, tauntaun yeah and it's it Mm. it's is it supposed to be that a different wampa i was just reading that the other day really really that it's like Mrs. Wampa or something. Oh, that it's like yeah. other Wampa. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like it's. Oh. I, I don't know. Oh my gosh! If I'm wrong, please correct me out there, and you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought I read that. I will dig into this. Somebody sent me a really great uh, Star Wars counseling question about the mm. Wampas. Oh, okay. In specific, so I, I'll I'll Wampa. dig into some Wampa business. I think it was about that how Han and Luke see that there are no life forms. Yeah, and like mm. <laughs> there's one right behind you, Luke. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's true too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like that. And then for me, uh, like you said, the, I, like the addition of the extra Vader stuff walking to a shuttle. Ah, I mean, I understand there's some pacing issues, but uh, the, the 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 redone Cloud City is. I wouldn't oh. want to go back to your point, Jennifer. I, that's how I want Cloud City to look. Exactly. Now yeah. I believe I could be wrong uh, that. The theatrical release of the special edition had Luke's no when he jumped off uh, in, in, on Bespin. And I hated that. And then, they, and then Luke has removed that. Removed that I hated I even more right. than Han shooting second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, no, and I think you're right, too. It's something that stood out to me more than the Han... Yeah. One thing first. Yeah, because yeah. that to me was like, that's diminished. That really diminishes his hero moment because he yeah. chose, like, I'm sure it was scary to fall, but he's like, I'm not going with you. I'd rather jump to an unknown fate, hopefully yeah. get out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then scream no took away from it. And, uh, yeah, so George has a twisted history of questionable no's. He does. Yeah. He really Controversial does. Controversial like, no's. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that Jedi one and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sith. Oh my gosh. Visual things like, you know, adding do bags or troopers or whatever, that's fine. But when you start to change characters and tensions and motivations, and that, that to me is where it's like, no, 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 don't, don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. In Empire, not, it was, you know, he's changed the conversation with Vader in Palpatine a bunch. Yeah. Uh, and I like where it settled. Yeah. And that was not in the theater at the time where it really, because it, you know, it had the weight of the knowledge of the prequels. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and we put in, I, you know, I'm sorry, Clive Revel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Chimpanzee. I, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I like, uh, I like Ian McDermott doing that and I like yeah. it fitting in better with the story of the Sith. Much yeah. I, I do. do I do too. I, I absolutely have no problem with that because the story's expanded and we got more now. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, you know, would lead to, to Jedi, which, <laughs> Um, I mean, all the stuff that jumps out is in Jabba's palace, but there's changes, changes after that. Um, but mostly it's up front, I think. I think it is mostly up front. And then, of course, the Ewok song. It's the two controversial song changes yes. of Jedi that really make a difference. And then the yeah. Sarlacc 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. let's jump to the end with uh, Miss Ewok over here. Oh, you want to go to the Ewok first? Yeah, okay. I, wanna, I, have, I, wanna, I have a bone to pick with yeah, all. Yeah, I want to start big and then work back. Okay. All right. All right. This is what I was realizing with Yubnub. The Yubnub song. It sounds like the song is actually playing live with the Ewok celebration. Like they're the ones uh, creating that music. It's very organic. Mm-hmm. I like that. That this is their little tribal music that they're yeah, playing. Right. Whereas the victory celebration is clearly like the film score. Mm-hmm. It's very sweeping and dramatic and, you know, a great ending, but... Now, I am with you. Yeah? Uh, as a child and up to the change, I just kind of always assumed that it was the Ewoks. That's what we were hearing. We were yeah. hearing what they were hearing. Yeah. Now, how the Ewoks had a full choral uh, arrangement... <laughs> Going on towards the end, I don't know. I am impressed that they tuned the stormtrooper in other helmets to be a xylophone, basically. Right? It's an exact xylophone type noise. But one of those things where we're going to talk about what you see first, it kind of becomes what what it is. And like I saw in '83, that to me was like, yep. That's what those stormtrooper helmets sound like. That's what's going on. Uh, you know, I, I, that would be great if you went back to a new hope, and when the stormtrooper hits his head on the door, there's like a really beautiful chime sound, just like a perfect, yeah, a perfect pitch. Perfect yeah, sound. and you know, I love that YouTube clip that goes around sometimes of just uh, them at the end of the film and Lando's just clapping <laughs> with no background music. I love that stuff. It gets oh me every gosh. time. Um, oh, that with the throne room with no music too. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Jennifer. But I mean. Where do you? Where are you now with this? Because I love the Yub Nub song. I have the CD yeah. from the mid '90s that yeah. I used to play a lot. I, I can appreciate the victory celebration. I can. Yeah. I, I mean, it's John Williams. It's just it, it, he's wonderful. So I've grown to accept it and not hate it like I did. I used to really hate it. Mm-hmm. To me, it was very new agey, and I just, yeah, I did not <laughs> accept it. You know what? The new agey thing used to bother me, and I, I do, I like Yub Nub, and it does bother yeah. me that it got removed. But that song now, I. Yub Nub was a celebration, mm-hmm. and uh, this one, the, it's called Victory Celebration, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Has a sense of resolution to it. Yes, yes. which and I appreciate. that's really nice now that we have the whole six movies. Exactly. Uh, and and I, that's my biggest thing I like from Return of the Jedi is including other planets, mm-hmm. other celebration, places of celebration oh, to really make it clear yeah. that it's yeah. not just our little band. The yeah. freedom fighters who made their own lives better, that the right. galaxy was free. Which we forget, mm. then you read Aftermath and you're like, oh, that's right, there was an entire galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> so not just these superstars. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you with the resolution. I, I always wish I want to split the difference. Start with a little localized yub nub. <laughs> yes. Yep. Do a it. little low gray, like yub nub. Han going, what the hell is this? What is this? Yeah, and then fade into, like, give me both. Yeah. Give me both, because I definitely agree with you, Joseph. Seeing the other stuff, I, I'm even okay with, we so free. Like, yeah. I'm both, I like all, it. Give me all that. <laughs> give me all that. I like that. That's a Combine great it. compromise. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. It. Life is about compromise, though. That was <laughs> a big thing. But, of course, it all starts off with... Uh, Perhaps the worst changes of all the special editions could that be argued? Joseph? Jedi rocks, Jedi rocks. Oh, yeah, yes, we've yes. talked about. I've talked about Jedi rocks on Star Wars counseling yeah. twice now. I think uh, one of them was live, wasn't it? I yeah, think we did, yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about it together, and I'm sure it'll happen again. Right. And the one that I've come up with that I like the most, the counseling, and the and mm-hmm. the one that seems to resonate with people, is if you watch it carefully, it, you can interpret it as though Boba Fett is also annoyed by the song. <laughs> <laughs> and that he's maybe considering uh, a yeah. shooting. Yeah. A uh, big singing. What's the uh, singing guy? I'm spacing singing guy's name. Ev, 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 I have it. Or Evar Orbis. Is that yeah. right? 
I think no, Kenny that's Jizz one of the, Whalers. Uh, 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 he's he's uh, Joe Yowza. Joe, Joe Yowza, that's yeah. it. He's ah. fought in Data Bank Brawl. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, ah. you just imagine Boba Fett pulling out his blaster, and just when Joe Yowza opens his mouth, there's a smoking hole in the back of his throat. <laughs> Fett shot him. <laughs> the rated R return. Oh, that's, that's what I want to see. See it again for the first time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was hard to accept. Still hard to accept. Yeah. It's perhaps. The toughest Jedi counseling you'll ever have to do and have had to do. Yeah. Because it was so... Bad's not even... I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> but I like I love Size Noodles from the original cut. Yeah. I love the awkward, real puppet. Yeah. I love all of it. I love the song. Lapty yes. Nick's a great song. It's my yub nub, Jennifer. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like a little saloon song that's going on in the background. People can pay attention if they want to or if they don't. And this is such a huge production. I know that's what George Lucas wanted to do. I think there's a quote of him like, I thought it'd be funny if there's just like well, a music video in the middle no. of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, oh, so wrong. <laughs> I will never change on this. No, that's fine. Never change on it because Jedi Rocks is too polished. It's like a Vegas app. Act stuck in Jabba's palace. Mm. Jabba would never. He's not. He's a gangster. Lofty Neck is more of like a dive bar saloon kind of like gritty. You know, it's not. She's not the Psyduels is not the best singer, not the best dancer, but Mm. she gives it her all. I do not like the the animated Psyduels. How they really go close up on her lips. It's It's just. It's over the top. So bad. Takes me out of it every yeah, time. Every time. Never accept yeah. it. And if anybody who is listening loves Jedi Rocks, I will refer you to the Jedi Counseling uh, or the Star Wars Counseling episode where I tried. But it is really difficult. It's, it's difficult. I think it's too jarring. I've never encountered anyone that loves it. Do people love it? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, maybe younger fans who saw it for the first time again. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't mean to always divide it by generations and years, but that could be it because, mm. uh, you know, again, I'm not. I, I have. There's a cassette tape because I used to drive around listening to mixtapes, oh. and one of them ended with the Lapteneck song because I just freaking loved it so much. It wow. just was size noodles, man. Like, come on, that's a great tune. Yeah, and it is. It's dirty. It's a dirty little song. Yeah, it is. And she's humping and thumping along on stage there. This primal. Yeah, it's like a biker bar in Corona, man. And now, yeah, now I. This is a great song to have sex to. That's what we're saying here today on Force Center. Absolutely. Lefty neck, baby. Oh, Lefty neck is love making music, man. It is gritty. It was like she was. She was to me. She was like a. A Janis Joplin or yes. Joan Jett combination. She totally. was the rock star of the galaxy yeah. to me growing up, and then to have her kind of pushed aside and become a cartoon character, yeah. hard to accept. And then the Sarlacc Pit, uh, the mystery of this mouth in the <laughs> sand dunes is is perfect to me. Yeah, I don't need a food messy more coming exactly. up out of the the uh, just nope. I got no problem with this one. And really? I think it, yeah. What? And I think no. I've said it before. It's because this How is so you, dumb. <laughs> I think I've said it before on Force Center, but it's because the, the thing has agency and it's not just a big hole, a living hole in the sand <laughs> that Jabba goes and dumps whatever he wants into. That thing is choosing to eat people. Oh. Like it could choose and say, you know what? I don't want this weak way. This weak way tastes bad. I spit it out. Oh. In the original version, just Jabba comes in and throws a weak way in anytime he wants. Rude. No. I mean, Joseph, I, I, will, I will go on many social justice journeys with you, Joseph. I will go down many paths, yeah. oh. but I will not go down the Sarlacc Pit path. 
All right. Uh-uh. I'm saying. No, I'm not joining you on this. Uh, draw the line. All right. Well, when when there is a living mouth that appears outside my apartment building here in Los Angeles, which is a thing I think could happen. There was a sinkhole recently. When there is a living mouth in the real world, I'll have you guys come over and say, are you willing to throw things in this living mouth? I mean, at least for a couple times. Yeah. (laughs) To see what happens. It looks more real with the side by side of the beak versus the hole. The hole looks much scarier to me because you don't know what's down there. Yeah, that's true. The the feet suddenly Seymour character is right there. It's like, no. Suddenly Seymour. And I do like an aftermath, though, when they talk about how the creature was exposed, how yeah. the sail barge explosion ripped it apart. Oh. Yeah. That's some cool Gross. stuff there. Awesome. And then when you play on, on Force Unleashed, when you go down in there, uh, that, that's uh, interesting. Okay. Interesting stuff. Nice. Anyway, nice. Uh, I kid, I kid. I can support you on uh, on that, Joseph. Oh, no, no, We'll, no, no, we'll uh, hashtag Sarlacc like Pit. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. Uh, I do want to ask this, though. Uh, uh, people often love what they see first. And like we've been talking about, a lot of people, this was their first Star Wars. Yeah. So they might be listening to us and be like, you old broken geezers. What are you talking about with your sized noodles puppet? Um, and this might be... This is such a Palpatine line. Yeah. Old broken geezers. This, this might be George's plan from the, from the get-go I think with his, this. His, I think his vision might have come true that these yeah. are just the movies now. Yeah. I mean, is that possible, Jennifer, that this is how... People always see it now, and they hear us talking about VHS tapes and original <laughs> cuts and theatrical trailer versions. And then if they saw that, you might be right. Yeah. If you saw A New Hope as we saw it, you might be like, why, why are these models flying around? Yeah. yeah. And not that uh, – I don't mean to paint younger generation fans as – you know, fan, uh, film illiterate or anything like that. Please don't take offense to that. But you just, this is what you saw, and that is what you probably accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to work to seek them out. I have the, I think it was 2006 DVDs of mm-hmm. the original cut, where you could buy the, you could buy each movie individually, yep. and it was special edition, and then as a bonus disc. Yeah. But it, but they're not touched up. Right. Um, and they're, yeah, they're, I mean, the, people forget the number of just technology improvements that happened in the special editions. But I'm curious. I I would love if any listeners uh, feel this way. If you're just kind of neutral about Jedi Rocks or just like, it's weird that uh, people are so passionate about it because it's just always what was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not even that you love it, but just like, what? It's uh, like, you know, I don't love or hate tables. Right. They're just there. They're there. They're just a part of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, and, and the Jedi Rocks is, a step over from the prequels anyway. So if you grew up with the prequels too, you might be like, what, that, what? It's just, that's Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd be so curious. So if you're out there, uh, join that conversation, hashtag Force Center. And if you were one of that generation that this was your first view, please write us in. Go to the Facebook page too and send us a message. We'd love to, we'd love to do a, a test. Yeah. yeah. A little, little Force Center yeah. analysis. And we know for sure that lots of people do want the originals cleaned up. Absolutely. And released, and right. that's fine. Right. Absolutely. Um, and and technology, as you said, Joseph, improved. So from 97 to even, what, 2005, mm-hmm. Lucas re-releases these yes. again? And what, 2011, 11. he changes again? 2004, maybe? Four, yeah. Around that time. Oh, yeah, time. 2004. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they... Leading up to Sith, right? Mm-hmm. And then they released them for the Blu-rays on... All yeah, that. because then they had the little featurette that you saw Anakin, you saw Hayden in the... In the Vader costume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it was 2004 that yeah. he put in Hayden. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I, I don't have a problem with that 
Is it weird that you don't have a problem with Hayden? With Hayden? No. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's, I get the f- friends and family and fans of Sebastian Shaw going, hey. I understand. I like, I had that figure. I liked it. Yeah. But yeah, it made some sense. I mean, now there's that weird point of, well, why is this the point that he became good and all that kind of <laughs> right, I, I understand. Right. Yeah. And why is, why is Ewan McGregor not sitting there now in the, as a force ghost? Yeah. I can understand those arguments. Yeah. But I didn't have that that much of a problem with that yeah my only problem is i feel like uh, i just want to every time i see it i want to go in there and just give hayden like a little direction not criticizing him as an actor it's more about choices but his smile doesn't look super reassuring that's the only part of it that yeah, bugs yeah. me mm. like sebastian shaw looks so warm and yep. happy yes. to be there and hayden almost looks like he's uh about to trip obi-wan and laugh yeah. at him there's just this, there's something still naughty about his smirk and like you're good don't be naughty now he might be yeah might now be. i'm now i'm really wanting sebastian shaw back in there <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right he did seem like this warm warm fatherly figure standing yeah. there yeah mm. yeah makes oh, some well. sense but uh, technology to just change us even when lucas uh, he's always tinkering and I, I think he's done tinkering but you know and then by 11 we got blinking ewoks and all these kind of things <laughs> right. kind of begs the question guys that as technology does improve yeah. uh, would you want to see some of the stuff we already seen recently redone so uh the rogue one Blu-ray DVD is already out. I own it. It's great. Everything yeah. looks as it is on screen. But let's say in a year or two they want to do a new edition with a more fine-tuned Leia, a more fine-tuned Tarkin. Are you okay with this, Joseph? I think so. I generally don't like changes, but if they're not narrative and if all of the artists involved are like, sure, why not? I right. mean, that's kind of been a tradition of Star Wars, good or bad, is using old releases to play with technology. Mm. I yeah. think I draw the line at narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, oh, I'm not yeah. sure if I'd want to see like a whole new cut or you know weirdly inserted changes. Yeah, right. But the technology, you know, it's the like that argument of the, a movie is a document. Yeah, and this is where the technology was at the time. You know, yeah. like, it, there's the danger of erasing that. Yeah, I was just watching Men in Black the other day, the first one. I loved the first one, and uh, yeah, you know, some stuff is technology has gone past it, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. It, 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 it's totally, it's a little, little, little time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, do you think, Jennifer? It's a complicated issue for that reason of being mm-hmm. a time capsule. But at the same time, like George Lucas is such a visionary. I wouldn't mind if he goes back and is like, you know, I have an idea on how we can make this better. It's a risk yeah. because we don't, we don't know what he might do, but so even more tinkering with the classics. I, why not? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel it's so interesting to watch older movies now mm-hmm. and how the pacing is very different in, mm-hmm. And as generations, yeah, you know, like the kids may not be as into the original trilogy for that reason. Mm. But if you can spruce it up with even better technology, Mm -hmm. why not? Mm, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure George himself is done, right? I'm sure he can't. He's done. I think he's done. Yeah. Uh, By by contractor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But as far as Rogue One, I I absolutely would want to see a better layout because I, I, to this, I don't have a problem with Tarkin at all. Mm. It took me out of it for the first second in the sense of I went, oh, wow, they're doing this. Yeah. And then I've even on my rewatches i i don't have a problem with it um but the leia one's not as good yeah um so if, if you can find a way to to tinker it and, and make it look a little better i'd be okay with that yeah definitely be okay yeah. with that again not yeah not changing the story like there, i don't want a scene where she's like where's that r2 unit i have something i want to i want to stick into it like, hey, 3po turns yeah. to the camera and explains the exact timeline of where they're going how they're going to yeah. get the scarab how they're going to get here don't worry about it oh here's how we gosh. got back on the ship um there's so many though there's changes we like changes we hate if it was possible would you guys want a star wars buffet edition choose your own mm-hmm. special editions in this document and put them in would you would you want that yeah because i think it would 
and some of the debates. Not that the debates are bad, I guess, but yeah, that's fun. I, I'm fine with changes as long as the other ones are still available. And I think that's most yeah. people who, who feel really strongly about this. They're like, mm-hmm. eh, make the changes, whatever. But I want those originals. I want those documents of exactly what the movie was when right. it came out in the theater. And I think uh, a, a buffet version, I don't know exactly what this technology is, yeah. would be really fun to compare and contrast mm-hmm. of, you know, making your perfect cut. And then I think people get new viewpoints on what is the best cut and what should I care about a lot. I yeah, can Jennifer? see it happening. I feel like this is this is the the future that we're heading to. Oh wow! We like especially like VR and like creating these these personal experiences. What better way than to be able to select? Okay, I'm gonna do you know Yub Dub song here, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take out this. So like I, I could totally see that happening. Creating mm-hmm. our own adventure in some sense. I think it's possible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how yet. Someone out there smarter and younger than I'm create, <laughs> create it. Twenty years from now, can I for can you believe it? Does it slip in too much into uh, changing the artist's vision? Because I know you and I have yeah. talked about that a lot. Where we just like we like the artist's vision as it yeah. is. Yep. Uh, it, uh, don't feel specter it a little too much, man. Yeah. Don't put some strings over long and winding road if he, Paul doesn't want it. Yeah, I, okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, but if it, that's why I, I don't mind when George does it. I really don't. Yeah. Because it is George going. Ah, this is I, I like this. Yeah. You know, it's a painting. I'm going to add something to it. Totally fine with that. Even even though I have some problems with what he did yeah. and some of the things it is. At the end of the day. It's his work of art, and I enjoy the world he lived in. But, uh, yeah, if, like, Lucasfilm right now was like, we're going back, and we're going to make some changes to Jedi. Like, oh, uh, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, hold yeah. Hold on. Pump the brakes. But <laughs> speaking of that there, final question as we wrap up special edition talks. In 2019, just around the corner, it'll be the 20th anniversary of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Should, the big question, should the prequels be re-released, altered, or not at all, or released in theaters, some kind, somehow, some way, a Star Wars special edition of the prequels. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I would love for them to be released in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think that this would get to the heart of a lot of the prequel debate because mm-hmm. I'm sure Disney can do some good work to project. Yeah. Would we make money? Yeah. How many people truly would come to the theater and see them mm. the way I would? Yeah. So for sure, I would love that. And I think it'd be a great discussion. It'd be fascinating just to see. It's never going to happen, but I would love to know what Lucas would change if he wanted to. It's a great question. Mm. And what they have on the cutting room floor, and there's those deleted scenes. A lot of deleted scenes that he could re-add in, yeah. and they don't have like the sort of um, the uh, majesty or the, the mystery of yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, correct. Because we've seen them all, yes. and we know, and there's plenty of people on YouTube who yeah. cut them into the movies, and yeah. that's, we've seen that. Um, but for me... I thought of two two changes that I'd be like excited about. Yeah, I would love a different take on Vader's no. Mm-hmm. I think part of you know it, it's his Frankenstein stumble that yep. bugs, bugs people, but also I think I've heard this story somewhere where George Lucas just said to James Earl Jones like, "Hey, could you sell him, say no?" And like, I don't think James Earl Jones like knew exactly yeah. what he was doing, <laughs> yeah. and, and, like what it was for, and just like what no, how's that? Great, okay. Uh, so I would love just a different take on the note. You know, yeah. and I think that could sell that moment much better. Yeah. And I would not object to it, a shot of Ahsoka somehow being inserted Aww. into Sith okay. yeah. because she's become such a part yeah. of the story in the era. I'd be fine with that. Hmm. This is a great question. 2019 is going to be a huge year. Star Wars Land opens. Uh-huh. Uh, episode 9 oh, yeah. comes out. Oh, yeah. So it would be huge. I could see them doing something small. Maybe like the re-release. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that... They're not going to do it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Well, in theaters. In, in theaters. The, in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, 
Star Wars Celebration 2015, the prequels were a whisper, a mystery, a memory. Yeah. They embraced them a lot more this past year. We see a Battlefront 2, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of market research into yeah. You want to see this again? I feel like they're leaving money on the table to yeah. not do something to commemorate the 20th anniversary. Yeah. It's yeah. a you know question of how big, how yeah. splashy. Right. The Star Wars Celebration returns in 2019 after a year Ooh, off. Oh, yeah. 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 That's going to be a huge You could do a year. lot of things there, bring out the wow. Phantom Menace stuff. Uh, Ahmed Best included. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, for me personally, I would like to see a. I would like to see it in, in a DVD or by then it'll probably be some other form, right? Yeah. Uh, Blu-ray or implanted <laughs> into my brain. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Another. Uh, it touched up again. I, it's Lucas's vision, so then it's touchy. It's touchy. But if yeah. Dave Filoni stepped in and did something, I trust Dave oh, enough. That's yeah. Something like that, uh, uh, or maybe they bring back George for a special project or something. I don't know. These are things that probably won't happen. Yeah. But a Revenge of the Sith one would be interesting if you put all that political stuff back in Ahsoka yeah. like you said yeah. um, you know young Han Solo talking to Yoda kidding um, <laughs> be, be alright be alright yeah. wow any changes you would want to the prequels yeah the no that yeah. would be the biggest thing yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe smooth out some of the visuals but I'm sure the technology will continue to advance right. um, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. that's about it for me I would like more shots of sand getting places <laughs> to oh, validate sad. his line. He's oh. not wrong. It does get everywhere. Yeah. Well, that is a discussion on the Star Wars special editions. I cannot believe it has already been 20 years since I sat in that theater with 12 tickets, eight of my friends sitting there, <laughs> me eating the cost on four of the tickets to watch these movies. And uh, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely a part of Star Wars. If you guys have thoughts, you know what to do. Reach out to us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center or write us on Facebook. We have have the Facebook page there, or you can reach out to us on Patreon, and uh, we have a lot of people that reach out to those uh, those places with quite great questions for us, Joseph, and we're going to, as we like to do, take some audience questions right now. That's right. we got a ton of great questions. Uh, next week's episode is going to be an all-fan audience questions uh, episode, so we'll be getting a lot more, but for now, we have two questions from not Patreon and two questions from Patreon. First up, from non-Patreon, uh, Michael Fanley wrote into Facebook to ask, how do you think the story story of the history of Rey's, Luke's, Anakin's lightsaber should be told. Movie scene, book, comic? Hmm. I think this is a great question. A yeah. Great one. Thoughts, Ken? Uh, I would like it to be introduced in 8 or 9 in some kind of fashion, and then maybe a one-shot comic series or something, kind of like what they're doing with Cassian and K2SR. But this has a lot much more uh, ramifications and implications to the story at large. So I think it needs to be told, at least started, on screen. Okay. In the big screen. How about you, Jennifer? Agree. It has to start on screen. I would love, I love it in 8. I don't think we're going to get it in 8. Maybe 9. Uh, then a book. I would like to see it in a book. Okay, cool. Really dive deep. Maybe right, a coloring right. book with the here's the lightsaber <laughs> through the ages. Yeah, young yes. adults. Young yeah. adult. Um, the hero's yeah. lightsaber's adventure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think, I, I don't know if we're going to get a ton because I feel like mm-hmm. it's a little bit just like Maz ends up with a lot of strange artifacts mm-hmm. and it ended up there for some reason. Right. right. And I feel like I kind of lean towards a comic book. I like the depth of a novel, but I like mm-hmm. the visual the story vision, of yeah. a comic book. And I would oh. think like a six issue miniseries, mm. uh, yeah. limited series that can kind of take you through the adventures of people who've had it. Yeah. That's so you cool. could have an Anakin adventure. You could have a oh, Luke yeah, adventure. Yeah. You could have whoever retrieves it. You could have how it gets to Maz Kanata. Yeah. Really bridge the gap. Maybe even end with a Ray adventure if there's 
time and yeah. continuity. No, that'd be like great that. because be, it's like the four, it's like the one ring of power in Lord of the Rings. It's like the it, it wills itself to be found or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, it, mm. it, it could be good. That'd be good. Diving more and more into the Kyber crystals, being yeah. more sentient, we can find out what Ooh, do yeah. you want, lightsaber? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Next question comes from Dan Lyon, uh, and he asks, or Dan Lynn. If they do a Obi-Wan in the desert movie, would you like to see Joel Edgerton return as Uncle Owen in a young Luke cameo or make it a true standalone separate story with no ties to his mission on Tatooine? This relates back to some news that we didn't cover where Joel Edgerton yes. was. <laughs> I don't know where he was or what he was drinking, but he's like, I got I got some ideas for Star Wars. Yeah. I think uh, I think uh, Uncle Owen's actually really cool. I think he's gone on adventures. <laughs> I think he's real badass. And that's part of the reason Obi-Wan doesn't like him, because like he settled down and played that's it cool. Great. But he uh, yeah, it, it was very it was a very funny interview. Oh, uh, and right, just showed right. great enthusiasm for Star Wars. But uh, specifically to Dan's question, Jennifer, this Obi-Wan movie that we do all want, do yeah. you want Obi-Wan just on his own adventure, or do you want him to bump into Uncle Owen? I don't know. That that gets tricky to me. If we, Oh, hello there, um, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Owen. Literally uh, bumping into him. Oh, hello there. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I think to do it right, I would like to see all new characters, maybe some familiar Creatures or things like that, but I don't know if I, I don't need to see Joel Egerton. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry, Mr. Egerton. Uh, <laughs> How about you, Ken? I am going to disagree with Jennifer. Oh. I think Joel Egerton has, has developed into one of uh, one of our finer actors. He is, yes. Love Warrior. Um, I could see it. I don't want it to be a big part of it. Yeah. I don't want it to be, but I also don't want it to be. If it's too small, then it's too cute. Exactly. If it's some part of it, some kind of some tense conversation, some kind of get away from this kid, Ben. You don't belong here. Get away. Mm. I know you gave me him, and I know there's bigger things to play, but get that get away from me and Baru. Some kind of tense exchange. I think he's a good enough actor. I think he's a great actor. I really like him. Um, that I think it would fit. And then you age him up a little bit, so he and yeah. he and he and you and are weathering under those twin sons. <laughs> yeah, and that's good. <laughs> I'd be okay that. with it. And a, and a young Luke. Yes, because we saw in Rebels, which is that shot, and that's not supposed to be. The timeline's a little weird. It seems like a young kid, but it should just be Luke a yeah, year or two younger. Supposed right. to be, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird. Just, it's it's a, it's it was a little weird, weird moment. Animation. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, we know he's there, mm-hmm. and we know it's the reason Ben's there. So I, I, I could see it. It, it, it was touch in the comic where he looks at like a four year old or five year old Luke. Uh, it was touching, so mm. I, I think it could play well. Yeah, yeah. Go with me answer. on this. I go like with me it. on this journey, Jennifer. <laughs> I am joining you. I, you've turned, yeah. changed my mind. Yeah. Well, now I agree with both of you because Jennifer <laughs> changed her mind. Uh, I absolutely. I know they've played with it a little bit in uh, comic books of mm-hmm. encounters between Obi Wan and Uncle Owen, but I really want to see Obi Wan do something concrete that makes Uncle Owen say no. Right. You are a problem. You are a danger. Yeah. Oh. You can't be anywhere near this kid because I like, I still like the idea that this movie is the temptation of Obi-Wan Kenobi where yeah. he wants to be an adventurer. Not an adventurer. He wants to go help people. Right. He wants to be a Jedi and he can't. So maybe, maybe Uncle Owen gets into some actual adventure with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uncle Owen isn't in on the adventure, but he yeah. sees like the actual, you know, like horror and violence that can go, that can happen near a Jedi. Right. Mm. I also wouldn't mind just a scene where Obi-Wan just tells him everything. Yeah. Because right now it's a little uh, it's a little shifty exactly how much Uncle Owen knows, but right. if uh, Obi-Wan just like sat down and pulled up a chair, <laughs> said, yeah. here's the whole thing about what happened to Luke's father. Right. Ooh. So then uh, Uncle yeah. Owen can really know. That's good. I like that. Uh, here are our Patreon questions. First one from Dark Lord Jeff, not Emma. What other letter do you think deserves its own Starfighter design? I'm crossing my uh, fingers for an M-Wing, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing a T-Wing is more likely. Mm-hmm. 
Ken, what do you got? T-wings are great. That's a great yeah. answer. Yeah. A, B, C. A C-wing would work kind of well if it's like a, a, an inverted wing kind of ship. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. F-wing. Now, go with me. A, a, <laughs> a B-wing on its side could kind of be confused as a as a F-wing, but yeah. it's more for a blade wing is, I think, how it was designed. It looks like a, a knife blade, of course. Um, an F-wing. Like, you know what Leia's ship uh, in Force Awakens is kind of on its side? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little bit it's of like an E-wing. It's a little of an E-wing, yeah. yeah. I could think something like that. Yeah, yeah. all right. Oh, T-wing's nice, though, too. T-wing's uh, solid. How about you, Jennifer? J-wing? Oh. <laughs> J-wing, all right. <laughs> my name? It's the Jennifer Landa wing. That's <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, Joseph, you want the J-L-wing? <laughs> J-L-wing. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, I want a D-wing, because I think that would be a fun insult to throw at somebody if the d-wing's not a great ship it just sounds like an insult like you d-wing pilot you stupid d-wing pilot d-wing yeah t-wing is great though t is a great strong word we need that in star wars t-wing our final question uh from patreon and indeed our final question for our audience question segments comes from mitch godfrey this is a fun question we like to keep some fun ones here who is the best star wars character that would host uh who is the star wars character that would host the best dinner party Lando Calrissian, <laughs> hands down. Hands down, He's huh? going to have all sorts of characters at, at that dinner party. He's yeah. going to have some great music. He might sing himself, as we discussed. <laughs> uh, delicious food, you know, for you lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned that it would be a front to rob me. <laughs> that he would... <laughs> Not that he, that oh. I would come in, I would leave my jacket, and then he'd get some Ugnaughts to take my jacket. Then he'd be like, sorry, yeah. everybody, I don't know what happened. But you know you're going to have a good time. <laughs> True. I will tell that story for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh I was going to say Darth Vader would host the worst one because we never got we, to see how he finished yeah. that recording. Oh, right. I would go Maz Kanata. Oh, yeah. that's And I'm not even one. talking at, at her castle. Maybe there's a second room, like your special VIP. You go upstairs. Yeah. That'd be fun. That's yeah. Good. Be fun. Yeah. Joseph? Uh, Maz Kanata was up there for me, but I'm going to say Leia. Because Ooh, yeah, yeah. Leia has the resources to put on a formal dinner party. Yes. Gets th- uh, 3BO's help to make sure that it is proper. Right. Or, I mean, it'd be much more fun to have her like, oh, I'm so sick of the damn Senate. Yeah. I just need three or four friends to come over and drink wine and complain. Right. And yeah. So you, funny. The party goes like that. It's special upstairs. 3PO's there. R2's bringing some drinks around. And then most of the party leaves. And then yeah. Leia's like, all right, they're gone. Yeah. And then pulls out some special <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. Kick off some shoes and have yeah. a good time. Yeah. Love it. Well, that is our questions for this week. We want to thank everyone who submitted questions. Just because you didn't hear them this week doesn't mean you won't hear them other times. So please continue to submit them, whether it's on Twitter. Follow us at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. We're trying to get to 2,000 followers. We are oh so close, and we're also getting close to 1,000 likes on Facebook. Go there. Send us a longer form uh, message over there. We will answer it when we can. Sometimes uh, there was one lingering for a while. I apologize. And Joseph <laughs> uh, pinged me and said, hey, there's someone trying to reach out to you about Star Wars books. Uh, so we do get to you guys uh, there. And then on Patreon, Joseph's where they can also reach us with some great questions if they're our supporters. Absolutely. You can uh, go check out patreon.com slash force center. And we are doing really well on Patreon. We're really happy with it. Just $2 a month, you'll get access to our bonus episode, our finish the fan fiction episode. And we're also building to a new goal, which is to create new theme music for all of our shows. The theme music will be in the style of the existing music, but we will own it and we'll be proud of it. Yes. And we will embrace special editions yeah. by changing the theme music of our own show. So uh, go uh, support us, patreon.com slash force center. Absolutely. On iTunes as well, subscribe, rate and review if you haven't already. I can be followed at Catnapsuck, and you can find my show Daily Thrones on Anchor. Jennifer, you have a wonderful world for them to follow you on. Yes, you can follow me on all the social media sites at Jennifer Orlando. 
Ninja, New Jedi Beat is coming, Yay. and new YouTube videos hopefully on the horizon. Awesome. Awesome. Joseph. You guys can follow me on all the social media. Is at Joseph Scrimshaw. If you are in the Los Angeles area, I am doing a show called SHIT Arcade where I'm going to play bad video games with a bunch of cool people and then make jokes about it. Or maybe we'll just play bad video games. I don't know. It's not my show. Uh, but it's coming up uh, this Thursday as we're releasing this. You can also check out my podcast, Obsessed, and my anchor station, Head Cannon. Uh, also, I will be at Convergence this summer doing a live episode of Star Wars Counseling at 1130 on a Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Like, a Leia dinner party so you can check out uh, information on all those things on my website at josephscrimshaw.com that sounds great you guys have been fun as fans hanging through our struggles with size snoodles uh, <laughs> Ewoks blinking Yubnub going away we love it don't forget to reach out to us and let us know your experiences with the Star Wars special edition so for Sebastian Shaw and uh, Clive Revel this has been Force Center we'll see you next time softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.